to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to episode 170 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Sam. I'm Chris. And any second now I might be able to, here we go, I can hear myself a bit better. This is an epic episode, and the reason for that is every third week, basically, we don't see each other for the whole week, because I'm working nights, Chris works his weird morning shift, and we catch up at the podcast. So there's a lot, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of things I have no idea what Chris has been up to, he doesn't know what I've been up to, so this should be interesting. Uh, we hope. It's actually early morning as we do this, so normally we aren't doing this at 7.30 in the morning. No. Um, but that's cool. I'm a, I'm a morning guy. That's right. I mean, I'd hate to think if you weren't, it'd be terrible. Um, so anyway, I, I just wanted to start off with uh, good news, New Zealand. We've done really well. We've, we are the second most um, peaceful country in the world. Who's um, number one? Is it Norway? Sweden? No, it's Iceland. Oh, yeah. I knew it they don't know about their skin pants, obviously. That's because <laughs> there's a very small population, isn't there? Uh, yeah, well, because <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, the... Um, one of the key uh, indicators, so they have a, it's like a point system, and there's three things they go on. I have it here, actually. Yep. Um, but one of them is militarization. Oh, so right. I would say Iceland doesn't have any. <laughs> so that's one of the reasons we, oh, it's militarization, society and security, and domestic and international conflict are the three areas they look at. So where do you think the USA is out of 163 countries? Oh, 102. 114. Oh, so close, so close, so close. But yeah, um, and obviously I think the worst was Syria. Um, But we've got a a link to the the website. You can have a look. You can look it up by country. We can just look at the rankings or whatever. Um, But yeah, I thought that was funny. They haven't listened to Iceland, the Dollop podcast on Iceland, and they don't know about the skin pants, so they made them number one. That's right. <laughs> Check that out. Hey, I, I know that you like hearing about people that invent things, Chris. Yeah. It, uh, it, it you know, helps you with life. These sisters decided to reinvent the beach towel, and it will blow, this will blow your mind. Uh, they made it round. They made a round beach towel, basically so people can take weird selfie photos of themselves at the beach, and they're turning over more than a million dollars a year now. Holy crap. I'm sure that's not the first time that's been done, though, right? No, I'd say it's marketing, Instagram, great design, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean? It's it's like fashion. It comes around every now and again. I'm sure, like, in the 50s, there was somebody going, we got these round beach towels. <laughs> that's anyway, right. That, that's cool. That's good. Good on it. Hey, last week I went to uh, my daughter's school's family fun festival they decided to put on. Yeah, so it's like a fundraiser for the school? Yeah, the PTA decided just to have this one big fundraiser instead of heaps of little things through the year, and I think it was quite successful. Except for the raffle. The raffle uh, was not successful. My mum won one of the prizes. Chris did not. Uh, but Chris did, uh, you know, he was one of the biggest contributors to the raffle, so good on you, Chris. I think my daughter gets some pizza out of it now because of that. She's quite happy. But... Uh, they had this hoopla game where they had weird pri- prizes on bits of wood, and you had to throw a hoop over it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like quits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you got it, you won the prize, right? And the parents beforehand had said, hey, we need donations for this thing. And I assumed for some reason that they wanted actually good prizes. Uh, that wasn't the case. Uh, so what they ended up with was just all this random stuff, and some of the parents went out of their way to find the weirdest stuff they could. So one, like when I turned up, this is like the garage sale. 
let's get rid of this and this. Well, a lot of out of the garage. It was all food based stuff. So oh, people. Okay. So like when I turned up to look at it, this kid, yes, I just won a Canton stir fry sauce, and off he went. But there was this weird jar. With, was, was that kid being sarcastic? I don't know. I, he looked really excited, <laughs> eh? Like super excited. I, I, I don't know. I, I have I I have hope for the children if they can have sarcasm at a young age. I'm like, yeah, yeah, bro, that cynicism. Nurture, yeah, nurture I don't know. It. It's hard to tell. <laughs> um, but they did have this jar with shrimp in it or something. Little tiny tiny shrimp. It looked like white bait. All the eyes were in it. And this jar had very little actual labelling on the back of what it contained. And one uh, kid won it, and they took it away, and then the family redonated it and gave it back. And then after that, it was the prize that every single person was trying to get, just because it was so strange. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it was really fun. But uh, next year, if they do it again, I'm definitely going to be hunting out some weird stuff to put on there. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, yeah, um, that's what you should do, is do what my, my friend that I've forgotten his name, Daryl. Uh, that goes to the 48-hour film festival every year, and he yep. has strange energy drinks from around the world. That's right. And it's – it's uh, what a grab bag. And then I had something, and I just couldn't drink it, and I'm just sipping it. And he goes, uh, do you want another one? I'm like, no, I'm good with this one. And he goes, what have you got there? I'm like, I don't know, because it's dark and it's the theater. Yeah, says, yeah. Oh, can I have a taste? Oh, you got one of those. Like, nobody drinks that. I drink it, but nobody else will drink that. It was some root thing. It was it was like carver. It was yeah, yeah, mud. Yeah, it yeah, it would, like mud. would have been dirt and mud combined. <laughs> Third world energy drink. Yeah. <laughs> Give you all the power of dust and liquid form. Hey, uh, did you know there's bad news this week? Well, for you anyway. Did you hear what Nano Girl got up to? Uh, she got engaged. No, no. She woke up in the morning and said, let's get married. And nine hours later, boom, married. Ah. Uh. Congratulations, Nano Girl. Didn't he, yeah, I know. Pretty, pretty. She, no, they, that's good. They talked about it for a while, and then there were some family members in the country that were about to leave, and they just said, "Let's do it." So they managed to get a, a reception area and someone to make a cake and all this stuff. I suppose when you know money talks, but um, yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, no, good, good, good stuff. I'm surprised I didn't see that, but there you go. I know. I was waiting for you to like just. <laughs> I was waiting for the scream to come out from the room uh, at some no. point. No. No? No, no. She, she's cool. She's really, really cool. But anyway. Oh, did you see the See No Evil story? No. Tell me about it. What's happening? So some uh, young girl. Uh, I've got the link in the app. Oh, no. I did read up on this. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> some young girl. It was like 15 or something, I think. Yeah, quite young. Yeah. Um, in America of all places. America, of South course. Carolina, I think. Uh, number 164 for peacefulness. <laughs> 114. 114, Chris. Yeah. Um, she uh, gets up in front of church and then gouges her eyes out. Yep. So to save uh, herself from the devil. High on meth. Uh, yeah, they... I don't know. I don't know. They're blaming the meth a lot. I wonder how much of it's religion, how much is meth. Yeah, no, 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 you know what I mean. Like people do some crazy things in those churches, and they, of course, the church is going to go. Oh, she's on meth. Yeah, you true, know, but uh, I reckon you know those churches where they do the dance with snakes, the snakes yeah, and yeah, yeah. all that sort of stuff. I mean, I don't know what sort of church it was, but so she's looking forward to uh, picking out her fake eyeballs and uh, has specified what color she wants. And now she has to learn um, how to live uh, being blind. And there's a give a little page uh, linked at the bottom of that story saying, um, you know, please donate because they're uh, raising funds so she can now get a seeing eye dog. And I think they need like fifty thousand dollars, and she's already got like twenty six thousand, which uh, you know. Yeah, I, 
it's sad too because if you see the photos of her, she's a good looking kid. You know what? Like, yeah, not yeah, yeah. Somebody is. <laughs> She looks quite vivacious and, you know, normal. Um, wow, yeah, until she's, like, babbling away, gouging her eyes out. But talking about that, the logistics of doing it, are you doing two eyeballs at the same time? or You'd you, have to. There's no way you'd do one at if a you, time. No, but you think someone could just run and tackle her and, oh, I suppose she's got superhuman strength as well, probably, off bath salts and meth and stuff. Yeah, who knows? But that's, that's horrific, really. It is. It's terrible. Um. They um they now offer flightless flights in Japan. Do you think it's going to take off here? Is that like the bullet train? I, I don't know. What's a flightless flight? Uh, it's for people that don't have the time or money that can actually fly anywhere. So they load you onto an actual plane and they just simulate the whole thing, including food and meals. And you just sit there for like your eight hour flight for like 60 bucks. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> the Japanese. What I mean, the only thing close to doing that, which we don't do anymore, is flying around Antarctica and coming back. It's like, that took like six or eight hours or something, didn't it? Yeah. And you land where you just took off from. It always made me think, uh, would I really want to do that? So anyway. Unless um, it hits the mountain. So. That's right. Then they. Well, talking about that, they've just released a new safety video. And people are questioning if Air New Zealand should stop making them now because it's just terrible. So this safety video features um, some reality TV star from uh, somewhere I can't remember. doesn't matter. He's unknown to me. And he's now an environmentalist and they flew to Antarctica. And some of the Erebus um, victims' families said, hey, that's because they had to let all those families know we've got the safety video coming up. It's going to be all filmed in Antarctica, you know. And they sort of said, well, we don't think that's right. And anyway, they published it yesterday or the day before. So, yeah. um, I don't know. There, uh, Somebody's making a lot of money off those videos, I tell you. Oh, yeah. Those videos are entertaining the first time you see them, and then after about three or four, if you fly quite a bit, you just don't care. And it's almost like, I wish it was just a general one. Um, Jetstar doesn't have a video. They just have the people standing up in the aisle doing everything. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know. I, I quite like the videos. I think they're good. Like, there's some that are crap. That, um, yeah, that last one, the summer on the beach thing, was the last one I really saw when I was there. And I saw it two or three times, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not interested in this at all. But No, they seem to be focused on that quite a bit, because I think they bring three or four out a year, but that's all right. I just want to talk really briefly about the Black Panther, which I went and saw last week after the gym. Now, re- is the word the in front, or is it just Black Panther? No, I think it's Black Panther. Thank you. Um, uh, but it was the film. Yes, there we go. Okay, so because uh, if you didn't say that, you you know it might sound a bit weird to begin with. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. No. My, my, <laughs> I'm my in the bad, South Island bad. and I'm trying to find that Black Panther that they're trying to capture. Yeah. Okay. So I went to see the movie Black Panther. Uh, it was really good. So no spoilers because um, this all happens in the first minute of the movie. It's a country called Wakanda, Wakanda, in uh, Africa. And what happens is yep. they find great treasure. It's a thing called vibranium. It's all good. And they vibranium. Vibranium. <laughs> it's great. Okay. Um, actually, the special effects in this movie are amazing. I like. I was really, really impressed. So, but anyway, um, so they find this vibranium. They're actually one of the wealthiest countries in the world, but they decide not. To let anyone know, and they hide themselves there and don't let people in the country and that and all the rest of it. And I'm just sitting there in this opening sequence when they're saying this and going, they listen to the dollop. They're like, 
no, 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 we're not having any white people coming here and offering us a, a rifle and a blanket for our for our vibranium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, it just cracked me up. I was just like, this is the dollop. This is what the dollop, what a country would be like if they had gone forward in time, listened to the dollop and went, oh, we, we'll, we'll control our own fate. And uh, that's what they come out with. I so a good, good movie, though, in general. Oh, great movie. Great movie. Worth yeah. the hype. Uh, definitely worth the hype. Um, even, um, like like I said, uh, special effects were really, really good. So they got some rhinoceri. That yes. is the plural of rhinoceros. Sounds good. I guess. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to disagree with you at this point in time. <laughs> and, um, yeah, because I, I, you always worry about digital animals in with people. Yeah, and, yeah. and there's no way they've got a real rhinoceros in with actors. Like, that's just not going to happen. No, can't, can't imagine that. You can't control those things, no. and they're huge. Yeah. Right? So, um, the digital, and it, it works really well. Like, you know, because sometimes it just looks so wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I was very impressed. I was very impressed. There we go. Chris has given it his uh, two thumbs up there. Yeah, definitely so, one to see at the movies. Got to say. Definitely one to see at the movies. Talking about the movies, you've been involved with the thing called the Waikato Film Hub this week. All oh, right, right. So we had our uh, first meeting since it's rebranded from the Hamilton Film Network. Yes, very intensive rebranding. Uh, <laughs> Why can't a film up? It was good. Um, How I, many people went? It, <laughs> we had to go and find more chairs. It was great. It was about, oh, I didn't count, but I, I'm going to say 30. That's pretty so good. That's pretty good. When you're thinking about the uh, filmmaking community here in Hamilton for a first time sort of get together. It was. It, it was really good. So... Pretty happy with that. I'm guessing um, all the usuals were there. Uh, not so much, actually. Oh. Uh, no Ben. Um, Sash popped in to drop something off and took off because he had a pregnant wife grumpy in the car, I think yeah, is yeah, how yeah. he put it. Yeah. Sorry, Sash. Didn't want to let that out. Uh, <laughs> and uh, But Adam was there. And um, yeah, no, there was, uh, Nathan was there. Young Nathan. You know Nathan. And a few other people. It was, awesome. it was good. It was good. Um, so I facilitated a conversation and I had a bunch of notes. Um, Julia Reynolds didn't make it in the end. Okay. Um, she had uh, another work commitment, which probably worked out well because we I'm guessing it waffled went, on quite, yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. It was good. It, I thought it was a great conversation. So Scott Granville and John, I always get his name surname wrong because I've never seen it written down. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, yeah. Mandel, Mandelberg, I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, so... Um, yeah, so they're talking about documentaries and films they did. We played uh, a short film and part of the documentary, the one that you know about that Paige was working on, the uh, Hiroshima and... Uh, 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 something in awe. Totem and Totem and awe, yeah. Totem and awe, yeah. Awesome. So they, he showed a bit of that. So yeah, no, it, was, it was really good, quite a bit of networking and went quite well. Um, there was some feedback, like we didn't need microphones because I was like one wide microphone to... Oh, yeah. And I was like, it's not a big room. We don't need it. But apparently we did. And I waffled. Well, I didn't because I just shut up and let them talk. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I didn't keep. Paige is like, quick answers, quick answers. <laughs> quick oh, answers. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I actually, I disagree. But anyway. 
It's hard though Because with the creative types It's like Do you want a yes No answer Or do you want A bit more in depth Which provides value To the people that are there Yeah I I, I was pretty happy With the way it went Like the conversation we had So you, it would have been A bit different though If you had the third speaker Yeah yeah Then we would have really Had to tighten it up a bit So anyway It was good It was a good first one I've got all this amazing It's amazing what's happening In the Waikato And I've got some more stuff Here happening Chris like, it's just these things that you sort of don't hear about or don't know about. What about the Hamilton Blueberry tech firm, BBC Technologies, has been sold for $67 million. Holy crap. Yeah. So I didn't even know this existed. So it's a family-run producer of sorting and packaging machines for small fruit. And they sold it to this Norwegian company for 67 whatever I just said, million dollars. And it's mental, and it's based in Ohalpo, and they just started in 2000. They were just like, oh, we better uh, make this blueberry grater for their blueberry farm. And uh, now they export $34 million worth of machines every year that help sort and pack blueberries, cherries, and other small fruits by color, softness, and defect. Um, They have 150 people in countries all around the world, New Zealand, Chile, and the United States, and their software and all sorts of stuff. Pretty cool, eh? That's awesome. Congratulations, guys. You totally deserve so it. So I'd never heard of you. No, that's right. So the comments were like, hey, do we, um, you know, be interesting to see if they shut it down in New Zealand and move it overseas and all that. People worried about job loss and stuff. Usual stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what the reason for selling it is. If they're doing $34 million a year. They just, I think they, I think it said in the article it was just time, they just felt it was time to... Yeah. Sort of. But the the main guy's still there running it all. Like, yeah. So he fine. got... Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm sure you've told me about this because the only person that I could imagine ever telling me about this would be you. And it's sitting in the back of my mind and I can't really remember the story. Now, I've got the latest story here, which I've found. Were you telling, telling me about a guy that makes fake rubber cows? Yes. It was. Yes, yes. Was it I don't bit- know a lot about it because it was brought up at... Uh, our TEDx meeting yes. as getting a speaker and he makes uh, well, I'll tell you what he does I've got okay, the story okay, all right, all right. so this this company's called Wholesome H-O-L-S-I-M and he finds uh, so it's a Hamilton startup and he makes anatomically correct cow and pig mannequins that are now being artificially inseminated around the world so I, it, it's one of those stories where it doesn't really dive into it and I, you really should go talk to this guy <laughs> Um, so you think it'll be a good TED talk because that's what we were talking about. Yeah, because his success has surprised him. He has no experience with farm animals, but he began building them five years ago. <laughs> like, I, like, uh, that's, that's like me doing um, porn. Uh, I have no experience, but I so can try it. he molds them around the reproductive organs and other appendages out of silicon in a central Hamilton office building, right? And then they attach that to a fiberglass half of an animal, and they've got hardware in there that simulates body functions. It's heat-controlled for realism, has muscles which contract, and it can fart out a clear, odorless poo. If the trainer thinks you're taking too long, they press a fart button. He, uh, at one point, he went to a perfumist and said, can you make you know, cow crap smell? And they, it was just too much realism, so they don't do that. It's got aluminium bones. It can birth cow mannequins. Hang on, it says here how much. So all these people love him. He's shipping them out, and how much? Because that sounds like an expensive bit of kit. No, uh, yeah, yeah. 
I'm sure. No, it doesn't actually say. But he now exports a whole container load of fake animals every six to eight weeks. That's a lot. A container load? Yeah, I know. You, That's a lot. I yeah. mean, even though they're Half probably container. really oh, yeah, totally, know, boxed totally. over like art and stuff. But, but even so, so he did a whole lot. bunch for LIC, Livestock Improvement. And um, he said there's just so much to do. They can do all the horse stuff now. And they want to do, be able to do caesareans on cows. Absolutely mental. That's amazing. And, you know, they're not cheap. But how I love I just want to know how he's just like I design things I'm just I just really want to put my hand up the cow's ass but um, <laughs> you know I don't want to get all stinky and dirty so I'm gonna make this in my basement and you imagine that conversation like hey guess what I've just made it's a cow's anus but it's not on a body yet. You just like what? Five years later, someone's kicking themselves. They didn't invest in him or didn't take him seriously. Guarantee. Oh my it. god, that's that's amazing. And there's more news from Hamilton, Chris. Okay, sort of. Hey, did you know Krispy Kreme opened up in New Zealand finally? Uh, no, didn't know. Didn't care really. I yeah. Have to say. So really big in Australia and around the world. Blah blah blah. They've opened up a big because I always keep mixing them up with Dunkin' Donuts, only because they're both American th- names and they do the same thing, right? In yeah, my, I, in my I, head, I, I don't know what the actual difference is apart from two brand names. Yeah, but they opened it up. They're going to have, uh, I think it's like 150 to 180 workers on this production line. They open on Wednesday, and the first, you know, couple of people that got in got free donuts for a whole year and other prize packages and stuff. So this guy. Uh, he's got hurt feelings. His last name's Smith. What's his first name? Who cares? He's from Hamilton. He goes up there and he leaves Hamilton at like uh, some stupid one thirty in the morning, I think it was. And um, he goes up there and he's waiting. He gets in the line and he's seventy fifth in the line. Like he's nowhere near the front because he should have left like two days before. Yeah, because um, you can just imagine. So he's got he got his his feelings hurt because his Filipino girlfriend was with him, and they get to the front and the security guard looks at him and says, "This is only open to New Zealanders. Are you a New Zealand citizen?" And she says, "No, I'm not." He said, "You can't come in. Get out." All right. Um. So they, they, you know, there's a whole hoopla going on about that. The Filipino community is... I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, I I know. It's interesting. So they've um, said that, and then they've sort of said, well, the security guard was probably tired because he'd been there all day, night, whatever, uh, all these people. Um, But they, you know, that was... Yeah, that's the key question, isn't it? Was that a policy decision, or was that just the, the security guard going, riffing off something he's just made up you know what i mean yeah and he said look i can she just stay with me she doesn't have to have donuts or anything but can she come into the store no you know so they sort of there's a whole blurb here going on and on about it but the best part of the story the best part that i like is when um he stayed in the line and she sat in the car five and a half hours well oh filipino women are great (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So there was no real apology. They just sort of said that's our rules and we reinforced them. So. Oh, so it was a policy of Krispy Kreme? Yeah, it was in the fine print that they published somewhere, Facebook, I'm guessing. Huh. Okay. So anyway. So you can't blame the security guard. Then. I think they had the right intentions, but um, yeah, uh, implementation might yeah. be a bit wonky. Um, I wanted to mention, oh yeah, so um, get well soon to uh, Kevin Smith, who uh, had a massive heart attack this week. 
And also, um, Stephen Fry came out with a video. I don't know if you've seen that. And the videos are attached. I didn't, I didn't watch it. Um, but I know the gist of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, he got um, he got a really standard blood test for I think some acting thing or whatever, and they said, "Oh, you're point one five of a point, <laughs> so four point one five, and it was one five over, yeah, or four point six five and one point point one five over the standard. Uh, you should go and and get something checked." He's like, "Oh, whatever," and then he goes, oh, "I think you should get an MRI," and he says it's like hitting a peanut with a sledgehammer. But I was like, "Oh, keep him happy," and it ends up being a really really aggressive prostate um, thing. This happened just before Christmas. Yeah, so he ended up having surgery. Yeah. Having it removed um, and a bunch of lymph nodes and all the rest of it, he looks a bit um, not well in the, the yeah, video yeah, actually. Yeah. But you know he's recovering, um, and he said he just wanted to get out ahead because the rumours are starting to to swirl a bit that he's dropped out of the public eye for two months or three months or whatever. Um, I, I do recommend people, particularly older guys, and by older I mean over thirty, um, like me. Um, <laughs> Have a watch of the video just because you, you got to keep an eye on this prostate thing. It's yep, crazy. It's that's right. One in eight white males will have a prostate issue, and one in four African males will have a prostate issue. Oh, there we so, go. Yeah, go uh, check that so out. Check Get that the rubber glove on. Yep. and then watch the video with uh, Kevin. Definitely watch that second because it's much more entertaining. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Smith's video. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen the video. He, he, Tells the blow by blow um, of what actually happened and how it felt and what and he's uh, he's he's funny right so he's like and I'm like no no you can't lift up my shirt and look at it I'm fat you can't lift up my yeah, shirt yeah. he's fighting with people he's like because no, they said I'm oh fine. we have to um, shave your groin yeah yeah and then they get the shirt, shave your groin nobody sees my dick nobody <laughs> it's like you are going to die <laughs> yeah so it's probably. The Hollywood Reporter article I read this morning, which is probably from that video, yeah, um, he was saying that he, th- he he believes he's living on borrowed time now because his dad had a big heart attack and at then two, sixty-seven, and then think, two months yeah. later died. Yeah, uh, but he said he's happy. Like he was, he said he was all happy. He's done everything he ever wanted to do. Yeah. So he's at peace with everything. Definitely, definitely listen, watch the video. He gets a bit teary eyed at one point, but um, it's it's definitely good because Kevin Smith can tell a story, right? And so he, he's like the he's my idol in terms of raconteurs. He really can tell a story, and it just amazes me. So uh, check that video out. We'll have it in the show notes. What is TTC Bonaparte? Cartouche. Cartouche. Uh, so I've got back into listening to uh, TTC, which is the old name for it, it turns out, was The Teaching Company. Um, this is pre-podcasts, right? And they get lectures from the world. Did they send it to you via tape? No, I, I, I downloaded it dodgily from a, a, a torrent. Site. Uncle Torrent. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Torrent uh, sent me that one. Um, so, um, But now they're called greatcourses.com. I think, um, but yeah, it's it's an old, uh, yeah, an ongoing thing from twenty years ago. I don't know, Back and they have the probably best, longer best lecturers around, you know, and they pick a topic. Okay. So I've been listening to the ancient history of Egypt. So Egypt basically was three thousand years of history. You know, yeah, yeah it's like yeah. it's a ridiculous amount of time. So like um, uh, the first. When um, Ramses, I think it was, I'll get it wrong now, but when Ramses was alive, the pyramid was built a thousand years before him, and Cleopatra 
rules a thousand years after him. That's crazy, yeah. That's insane, right? Yeah. Like when you think of our, our scope of history. So um, anyway, it's fascinating. But a couple of th- I love the little things you learn from it. So you know how we do – so Napoleon Bonaparte, he comes into the story because he did the first um, sort of real research in Egypt. He was going to Egypt to fight battle, but because he was a really smart guy, he was a mathematician and he was into um, all sorts of learning and history and stuff, he took 150 scientists with him oh, wow. to um, take photo uh, pictures, like, draw yeah. pictures of everything in there and properly do it. And they Document got all these artifacts, uh, including you know vegetation and what's what and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, you, and he had a bit of a digression on, on Napoleon Bonaparte. And one of the things that got me, it's like one of the things you just don't know and now you know, you're like, that's pretty cool. Um, the way we number our streets, odd numbers on one side, yeah, yeah. even on the other, that was Napoleon Bonaparte's idea. Because oh. he got lost somewhere and he's just like, we should do it that way, mandated it. And oh, wow. it was done and it was just adopted everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you've heard the term cartouche. Um, it's when the... Um, the pharaoh writes his name. He writes it in sort of a, a, a semicircle okay. that says you're the pharaoh. Yeah. And they call it a cartouche. Cartouche is French for bullet because oh. they said it looked like a bullet. And all these army guys are over there like, oh, they're bullets. So it's still called cartouche, which I always thought was like a Egyptian thing, but it's actually French for bullet. <laughs> oh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's great, the, um, the old, uh, the old t- uh, teaching company. So I thought I'd mention that. Very good. Hey, we had some reviews of the podcast on Facebook after the call went out last week. So Thank you so much for that. Really appreciate yep. that. Jeremy Housen and Liam. Yep. Very good. Very good. Uh, so if you're feeling, uh, miss, if you're missing out and you want to help us out. Did Jamie do one? No. Oh, Jamie, do one this week. Yep, that'd be cool. <laughs> uh, so that'd be great. Oh, really quickly. Um, we're doing downhill pumpkin rolling again, so I need to talk to you about that. Oh, oh. And we're ooh. doing it in the same spot. Okay. Yeah, no, nah, all good. They said we could. All right. Yep. So. Okay, so um, for those of you that are not in the know, the Great Pumpkin Carnival, the reason I kept going back, I'll be honest with you, <laughs> is because at the end of the day, they get all these giant pumpkins that uh, people have grown. Some of them they don't take, want to take them home. Yeah, some of them take them home, but other, other others. Ninety-five percent of people don't. <laughs> yeah, let's be real here. Um, and we don't do small ones anymore because they just go forever like a bullet. And we roll them down the hill, and as they bounce down this very steep little knoll, they uh, explode, and it's quite spectacular. And it's um, we've got a photo actually. We'll put it on the show notes. Yeah, we'll share it on the Facebook page so you understand what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so, yeah, fantastic thing. Lush monster in that photo. (laughs) Oh, is it? Oh, good. Cool. Um, So, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely if you're in, what date? 8th of April, Hamilton Gardens, Rhododendron Lawn, Common Gate 2, uh, from about 10 o'clock till 2.30. And if you're around, seriously, make your way here. If not, check out the Great Pumpkin Carnival on Facebook. We'll be doing updates and stuff through the day on there. Yeah, and the the pumpkin rollings towards the end of the day, but there's other things like pumpkin races where they get little carts and race them down yep, the track. Yep, kids races. Um, um, yeah, it's great family day. If you've got kids, bring them along, sack races, egg and spoon, all those sorts of things. It's all free. Um, obviously, there's food things that cost if you want to buy yeah, some yeah. You know, ice creams and stuff, but yeah. 
Very good. So that brings us to the end of another amazing week, another podcast. Looking forward to this week coming up. Super busy. <laughs> Doesn't so stop. So busy. I've it, got I've got a full day today on TEDx, and I've got a full day to, tomorrow think, on work. I think I stopped. And that's Saturday, Sunday, just I so think you know. I stopped being busy about the middle of April, and I have a break until July, I think, and then we're back into the pumpkin stuff again. Wow. Anyway. Oh, I got asked to uh, get involved with another film at this thing. Oh, excellent. I look and forward to hearing And I was like, no, I can't. I have no time. And like, yeah. yeah, you can just turn up for the shoot and be an AD. Because that's all they want me for. Uh-huh. Anyway. All right. So uh, make sure to check us out in all the usual places because I'm not going to list them. You know, just go- Google <laughs> You know us. where we are. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and do uh, add a review on Facebook. Thank you very much. Till next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.